Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast, a show that brings meaning and purpose to the fantasy season. It's our hope to help you win your league, but more importantly, we want to encourage you in your faith. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. Now, from his mic to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. This is the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. We're not necessarily experts, but rather fantasy coaches here to encourage you and help you win and find meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. We won't always be right, but we hope we'll be convincing. I'm Bryce Johnson coming to you from the Unpacking It Ministry Studios here in Charlotte, North Carolina. My co-host is Harrison Zuckerberg coming to us from Texas. We will say hello to him in just a moment. Today on the show, we will do I'm Convinced. We will do Peace or Panic. We'll let you know what we got right what we got wrong, and you can hold us accountable as we confess to what we got wrong uh, from last week's show, and we'll give some thoughts on the waiver wire this week and, and let you know who you should invest on, invest in and who you should pass on, and so we'll have some fun with that, and then also uh, we'll bring back this segment from last year, which is the one-hit wonder of the week. And so we'll give you a fantasy one-hit wonder as well as uh, I got a song for you today. Uh, it's, a, it's a great one-hit wonder that I've been singing recently. Um, so uh, let's, uh, let's also uh, remind you of the Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook. Uh, hopefully you've got your own copy and you're reading it throughout the season, uh, either individually or uh, also with your league. And, and so uh, you can check that out on fantasyfootballfellowship.com. Uh, we'll jump into week number three's topic, uh, which is all about don't panic. And, and so uh, the difference between having peace and panic in our own lives. And so we'll also do that, that segment. So a double dose on uh, panic today. But let's uh, begin with some fantasy shenanigans as we say hello to Harrison Zuckerberg. Harrison, how are you? How was your week in fantasy? I had an awesome week this week in fantasy. Week one, it was a little shaky for me. Um, you know, I, I had big weeks in some leagues and other leagues I lost, but this week I was five and zero in fantasy. So Let's big, go. big rebound. I had a couple, a uh, couple leagues where I scored 150, 160 points, big point totals in my uh, PPR leagues. And overall, for me, for the NFL standpoint too. My two teams, the Bears and the Washington football team, both won. So I am riding high going into week three, super confident and pumped up. I like it. I like it. We're, again, we're not experts, but it always feels good to win. It's nice. I had a solid, solid week my, myself. Uh, one or two leagues I did lose because uh, I was like one of the high point guys, but the other guy had a bigger week than me. So uh, my biggest concerns following week two, overall, I'm very happy, confident in, in how my roster's look in, in all six leagues um but i will say i'm concerned about ryan Tannehill to a certain extent and then last week you know derrick henry dominates and gets all the touchdowns so three touchdowns for him and then the the julio jones touchdown was taken away uh which i have Tannehill and julio so that was unfortunate um but here surprisingly i am a running back tight end guy that's what i lean on in drafts however 
I've hit on the receivers this year, at least through two weeks. Cooper Cup, I've got him in multiple leagues. Feeling good about him. DJ Moore had a very nice game uh, with the Panthers. And then Michael Pittman uh, had his you know kind of breakout game with the Colts. However, the, the, the caveat there, of course, is Carson Wentz's health, which is discouraging. Uh, but I still, I think long-term this season, if we can get Wentz back out there, uh, Michael Pittman will be a, a contributor, uh, which is nice. So uh, anyway, feeling good, heading in. Those are some shenanigans uh, going on in our own leagues. Uh, we always love to hear from you. What questions do you have uh, from your leagues? Lineup concerns, uh, some things that you're excited about with your rosters. You can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. But Harrison, let's uh, let's jump into I'm convinced where we let you know what we're convinced of this week. Why don't you start us off? So I'm convinced that the Carolina Panthers are for real this year. My I think your team, the Panthers, right now, surprisingly, a lot of people didn't expect this. They have the number one defense in the NFL. They have a really young athletic defense. I mean, you see Jeremy Chin, Brian Burns flying around all over the field. Got great corners, good secondary. And then talk about the offense. Sam Darnold may have found himself a home in Carolina. There was a lot of uncertainty with Sam Darnold coming into this season. Personally, I was not a huge believer in Sam Darnold, but I am a big believer in what this offense has to do with Joe Brady and how he puts guys in the right situations to succeed. Everything they're doing with Christian McCaffrey, he is a true workhorse. We already knew that, and he's been exceptional bouncing back from injury. The receivers that they have, the O-line's playing well. I think this is a really complete team where people are going to sleep on them because maybe they haven't played the best opponent the first couple of weeks. Like they played the Saints, they played the Jets, eh. but I think they're going to come out and be one of those teams where later in the season, if they play someone who like the Ravens or another team where someone considers them a playoff team and they shock them and beat them, I would not be surprised. So I love it. Of course, I'm excited. And I think the key from a fantasy perspective is you can rely on DJ Moore for sure, as a wide receiver, two, uh, maybe a one. And then Robbie Anderson, I think, is probably more of a flex guy. He'll have some big weeks and then some okay weeks. Uh, but then, of course, you know, with, with CMC. So th- there are enough weapons there. I don't think Dan Arnold's really gotten going yet. There's still some potential there. I wouldn't write him off. He's kind of one of those guys you just keep an eye on. L- let him get more involved in the offense. And same with uh, Terrace Marshall Jr. Let's not write him off just yet. Rookie wide receivers. Sometimes it, it just takes that one big game to really get going, which we'll talk about Rondell Moore in a little bit. Um, but yeah, good thoughts on, on the Panthers. Here's what I'm convinced of. I'm convinced that Tony Pollard is the Dallas Cowboy running back that you want. And in some leagues, he still may be on the waiver wire, but man, I'd even say go trade for him. Like I am all in on Tony Pollard. He is on my my rosters. And, and I, I looked at the kind of through two weeks, PPR average, guess where he's at? He's number 11, averaging 15.7 a game. You scroll down, and there's Ezekiel Elliott, 11.8. So through two weeks, he's playing better. He's scoring more fantasy points, and I I am on the side that that continues. So that's what I'm convinced of. Go ahead, number number two. Yeah, I would agree with that Cowboys think. I think uh, Pollard just a more talented back at this point, and they look for ways to get him involved in the offense. And even if Zeke did go down, he's a top five running back then, in my oh, opinion, yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, so my second take right now. So does everyone remember that year when Tom Brady threw for 50 touchdowns all the way back in 2007, 15 years ago, and was oh, the MVP? Oh 
15 years ago. I think he's going to have an even better season this year and win MVP again on the Bucks, who will be the best team in the NFL. I mean, I was hyping up Brady a lot going into this season, but I didn't even know that he was going to perform the way like he did these first two weeks. After these two weeks right now, he is on pace for 72 touchdown passes, which would just shatter any NFL record that you can even imagine. And it's just impossible not to see you know, maybe not 72, but a pace like this continuing with all the weapons we have. We've already talked about already. Everyone knows the weapons the Bucks have, but Gronk is back now too, actually looking like best tight end in the NFL Gronk from a few years ago. I don't see any possibility where Tom Brady does not finish as a top three fantasy QB this year. And I'm pretty confident right now he would be my bet to win MVP of the NFL. I'm I'm right there with you. I, I, yesterday's unpacking it podcast. I, I talked about they should go for the undefeated season. Like I think it's worth it. I think they should. That's what more can he accomplish at this point? What's another Super Bowl? So go undefeated. And so if that's the case, that means they're going to get up every week. They're going to play hard every week. I don't think we'll see a lot of the the kind of off games. And even though they let Atlanta hang around, the offense was scoring tons of points. So maybe the defense let up a little bit, but but the offense for the Bucks they were rolling. And the the other thing. Tom Brady, he continues to talk about they got you know they got to improve and and he like sees sees ways to improve. It's just remarkable, and that's why he continues to play so well because he's never satisfied, uh, which is it's just a, a remarkable thing. But I am convinced Rob Gronkowski's the real deal. I think if, if he's healthy, he's going to be one of the top tight ends all season long in fantasy. Um, but like we talked about last week, you know, some weeks it's going to be Mike Evans, some weeks it's going to be. Godwin and Evans and Antonio Brown, or somebody's only going to be two of those three guys. So it's a little bit uh, up and down for fantasy owners. But when you talk about Tom Brady, that's the consistency. And last year, how did how did people win fantasy leagues? They either drafted Josh Allen late or Aaron Rodgers late. Both of those guys, you know, they were just uh, they weren't regarded as high as they ended up playing and performing last year. To me, that's who Tom Brady is this season that he still went a little bit later uh, than he should have. So let's say you drafted him as the 8, 9, 10th quarterback and he finishes top three, that's a big difference. And that helps you win leagues because you didn't, you know, you drafted him in the, I don't know, 10th round or something like that. Um, so anyway, I'm right there with you. All right, here's, here's one more I'm convinced uh, from me. Uh, I'm convinced Devin Singletary is, he's back. He's back to who I thought he was going to be after his rookie season when he averaged five yards a carry. I went all in on him last year, but there was a letdown. Apparently, he didn't do well with kind of the the, the whole offseason issues with uh, COVID and, and training and all that kind of thing. So he's had a down year. Well, he's back. He had 13 carries for 82 yards and a touchdown last week. He's the guy in Buffalo. Zach Moss still might be involved, and he'll steal a touchdown and all that. Singletary's the guy I want, and... uh I'm riding them. I'm riding them this year. So there you go. All right. We'll get to some accountability and, and what we got right in just a moment. But let's let's uh, dive into and unpack the Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook. Again, you can find out more on FantasyFootballFellowship.com. But this week is all about how in fantasy and in life, we don't need to panic. We don't have to panic. We shouldn't want to panic. And And what is the great example of this? just after week one, the Packers. And so actually in the book, the, uh, the, the, the quote at the beginning is R-E-L-A-X from Aaron Rodgers a few years ago. And that's, and that's what it was from, from week one. We all, you know, it was easy to panic. Oh no, what's going to happen to Rodgers and the Packers this year. 
No, they're fine. They had a big night. Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams, Tunyon, of course, Aaron Rodgers, monster night. And so there's no reason to panic after week one. So there are a number of teams and players that that is the case already this season. And I think many players, we have to continue to, to kind of lean on that, that it's only two weeks. The, the, the immature fantasy owners are the ones that panic. They drop players. They have no business dropping after two weeks. They trade players. They shouldn't trade after two weeks because they panic, get nervous. Even if your team is 0-2 at this point, unless you're just scoring like 60 fantasy points or something, you, then maybe you may need to make a, a big move. But if you're right in the mix, you're 1-1, one one, you, you maybe had you know, one down week, one great week, you got to be patient and you can't panic. And so what ends up happening is panic moves are the ones that cost you. They're the unwise moves where, you know, I could very easily say, all right, forget Ryan Tannehill. He's the worst. I'm out. But that would be foolish, I think, in the long run. Because Harrison, you and I were talking before the show, you know, they figured out their offense. They started rolling. And so once Henry gets going, then the defense starts worrying about him. That opens it up for Tannehill. And what does he do? He looks around and he goes, oh, wow, I got Julio Jones on one side. I got A.J. Brown on the other. He's going to be lighting it up. And, and so Julio got going, uh, which was nice, too. And so they're going to be fine. The Titans are still good. They were a playoff team last year, so no, no reason to panic. And so when it comes to our own lives, what is so encouraging for us, if, if we follow Jesus, we have no reason to panic. He loves us. He wants to guide us and direct us and give us peace. That he, wants to, he wants us to operate by relying and trusting in him so that we can cling to, cling to him and have peace regardless of the circumstance, regardless of the down weeks, the tough weeks, the challenging moments, the, the confusion, wondering what's going on, that, that God is good and faithful and that he is worthy to be trusted and that we don't have to panic. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And so there's no benefit to being worried or feel fearful or, or putting ourselves in, in panic mode in life. Because again, though, that's when we make the unwise decisions. We, we make a drastic uh, you know, a job change in, in, instead of remaining at peace and, and asking God to show us. Now, sometimes he may ask us to step out in faith and make a move. Uh, but we want to be you know, calculated and, and wise and, and spirit-filled in making those decisions versus being filled with worry, fear, and, oh, no, I got to do something. And then we make a panic, a panic move. Um, and so Philippians 4, 6 says, do not be anxious or worried about anything, but in everything, every circumstance and situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your specific requests known to God. And then lastly, 2 Timothy 1.7, for God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of sound judgment and personal discipline. And uh, Amplified Version says, abilities that result in a calm, well-balanced mind and self-control. And so that's how we want to operate. We want to pray uh, you know, for our, our circumstances to change, uh, and, and our attitude and mindset can remain the same in the midst of it, rooted in peace and hope as we trust in God uh, through, through, the, through the difficulties. And so hopefully that's some encouragement for you as a, as a fantasy owner, uh, but, but more importantly, 
the the encouragement for us in day-to-day life uh, not to panic. So that's today's uh, or this week's Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook topic. Uh, hopefully you're going through this uh, with your league. And if you ever want to be a part of our calls that we do on Thursdays, uh, you can email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. And uh, we go through this book uh, with a bunch of fantasy owners that play in our fantasy football fellowship leagues. And uh, it's a ton of fun. All right, Harrison, it's time for a little accountability and confession. What did we get wrong after last week? Where did we miss? I'll, I'll let you begin and uh, with, with some humility, even though you went five and zero last week, uh, where, where did, where did we get it wrong? Yeah, so I got to admit, last week on the show, I came on, I said that Sterling Shepard's big week one was just a fluke. He wasn't going to continue it for week two. However, he did have another good game week two, nine receptions for 90 yards, which sort of begs the question now, is he the wide receiver, if you want one on the Giants, to go get? I mean, he has that repertoire already with uh, Daniel Jones that Kenny Galladay just hasn't really showed in the first couple of weeks. You know, if you are dealing with injuries right now, a lot of guys got injured these first few weeks. Should you go out and actually get him? And at this point, I think, yeah, I was wrong week one. I think he is someone who you could play in your flex right now and give you pretty solid week in and week out basis just because he's lined up in the slot and Daniel Jones likes to target him as sort of a security blanket in that offense. Yeah, I, I'm still avoiding the Giants. I, I just think it's a, it's going to be a, an ugly year for them. And I still, Daniel Jones, from a fantasy perspective, he's worth considering because he he does run the ball and and, and can put up some points. Uh, it I just don't feel great about that team, and I just I don't know what to fully make of it. Like because Saquon Barkley, like he could get going at any point, but it's just such a big question mark. And then Kenny Galladay is the best receiver on that roster, but there hasn't been the chemistry yet. So what if? There is some chemistry there, and then Shepard you know, moves to more of a, a number two role. So anyway, I, I just don't have enough confidence there. Um, here's where I whiffed, <laughs> well, thankfully, because I'm a Panthers fan. The Saints were a disaster. I mean, that offense was so bad. And you led with it, Harrison. The Panthers' defense is legit. And, and so I'm going to chalk up the Saints' off day on, one, a lack of coaching staff. So all their coaches were out because of the virus. And then, you know, they're, they're kind of in upheaval, too, with the, the hurricane. And then also, the Panthers deserve credit for being a great defense. And, and so I still think Jameis can put up big weeks. He's not, he's not going to be a, a reliable QB1 that maybe I thought after week one I got uh, blinded by the five touchdowns. Um, but I do think he'll put up some big weeks throughout the season. He's a good buy, fill, fill-in guy, a streamer certain weeks. Um, and I'm not giving up on Juwan Johnson. I went out, I got him on waiver wire, uh, the tight end that, that had two touchdowns week one. Um, but I was wrong. I mean, I was wrong in week two. So I, I will say that. Uh, and then I was also wrong about Corey Davis uh, going up against the Patriots. He had, a, he had a bad game. So that was ugly in New York. Uh, Zach Wilson, yikes. Was it four touchdowns that he finished with? Um, so Corey Davis, a little bit of off game. I'm not selling him by any means. Uh, but I thought maybe there'd be a little bit more consistency from him this season. Um, but with Zach Wilson, uh, there's going to be some up and down games. So that that's concerning for sure. Um, maybe, maybe uh, one or two more guys that, that you want to confess that you, you whiffed on Harrison. 
Yeah, so one that I'm going to talk about later, just because I think it's a bigger issue with the team as a whole, but Trey Sermon had a pretty puzzling game again. Um, I don't know if this is a little bit of my of the fantasy Grim Reaper uh, influence rubbing off, but the one carry that he had, he then fumbled and got injured on. So that wasn't a great week for him after I was saying that he might step into a larger role in the offense. Um, and then another guy that I hyped up who, I, didn't, I wouldn't say hyped up, but I suggested you go pick up and maybe start him at tight end was Anthony Ferkshire. And he's just been terrible for the first couple <laughs> weeks. Uh, he, he's been he's been really bad i think that's overall the fact that i expected the titans passing game to be a little bit better and him to maybe get some red zone looks but i mean when the entire team is playing poorly on offense from a passing standpoint the tight end's not going to get much work in general so i mean that's on me i expected them to be better i think we all did um so i'll admit that one that's fair no that's all right um yes i yeah i'm i'm not I don't have a lot of hope for him to to bounce back. I just, I'm, I'm just not sure he's going to be as much a part of the offense as we thought he would be compared to Jonu Smith. Um, and I, I was a little off on Jonu. I mean, he did okay, I guess, this past week, but I thought he was going to be much better in New England. So hasn't hasn't gotten off to a big start yet. Um, all right, here's where we got it right. You got that right. Uh, speaking of New England, Damian Harris, that was my running back this year. I went all in on. And after last week, there was some concern with the fumble. But he he did come back with less touches, which doesn't necessarily have to be a bad thing. Still got into the end zone. Still a key contributor. James White played way more than I would have thought or would have liked. I don't think that's sustainable. So I think Harris will be fine. So he's gonna be he's gonna have a great season. Um, not too bad in the doghouse, thankfully. And then uh, I'm still in on on Kenneth Gainwell uh, with Philly. So um, I still think if you watch him, he's still very talented. And, and, and a compliment with Miles Sanders in Philadelphia. Philadelphia had a little bit of an off game, uh, but still feel really good about him. So that, that's a guy that I've, I've been riding since, since the draft season, uh, off season. Uh, what about for you? Who, are you? who are you most excited about being right about? I mean, if you guys have listened to the episodes the last two weeks, I was saying to go out and get Rondell Moore and keep him on your bench for now because even if he doesn't have big production, the one week he'll get that long touchdown, everyone will want to go at him the next week. And that's exactly what happened this weekend. He had the 77-yard touchdown pass from Kyler Murray, and I think that he's really the number two receiver there. I mean, Kyler's, Kyler is targeting him a lot, and we were right about that. To go out and get Rondell Moore, that I think as a rookie, he will have a ton of value in this high-volume passing offense. Um, and another guy who I said would be a great sort of streamer quarterback to fill in uh, if you you know were waiting on someone later to break out, I would say Kirk Cousins was that guy. And he's had solid weeks the first two weeks of the season had three touchdowns last week um and then last week as well i said to go get tim patrick off waivers to fill in for jerry judy getting injured in denver and he had a solid game had a few receptions a touchdown and would have been a great flex play if you had listened to that advice And i think he'll grow in the offense even more as the season goes on yeah good stuff and uh yeah rondell moore is fun and exciting and the cardinals are as well and and so i it's the running game is still a little interesting chase edmonds isn't doing a ton uh I've, i do have him on on one team uh but i think i think rondale rondale's kind of the exciting guy to have there so i'm right there with you i got him on a couple couple rosters which is awesome all right let's move to peace or panic so we we're talking about panic earlier are we panicking or do we have peace let's go through we're actually going to go through a few teams and how that affects multiple fantasy players uh the rest of the way and so you mentioned the 49ers now they're two and oh but the offense isn't doing a ton. 
And and so Brandon Ayuk, for me, George Kittle is killing me. Uh, find him. Give give him the ball. He's your best weapon, please. Um, so I'm not panicking yet, but I I I am concerned. Kittle's too good not to get going. Uh, but I'm 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 wondering why they're not unleashing Garoppolo a little bit more. Let it let him throw the ball around the field. So uh, why don't you give a perspective on the, on the running backs a little bit further? Is there panic or do you have peace? I am panicking about the 49ers, not because I think they're a terrible team overall, but I think that the way they've built this team and the way that Kyle Shanahan wants to run his offense is going to be very difficult for him going forward. And now he's a great head coach. I think he'll be able to adapt, but this offense is built around the run game. And you look at the 49ers right now, they're 24th in rush yards per attempt, averaging only 3.8 yards per carry, which is just terrible. And you cannot sustain the drives that they want to do if you cannot run the football. And even though Jimmy G has been great for them, he's fourth in true passer rating and actually hasn't thrown a single ball that's been deemed interceptable this season. It's it's going to be tough for them gaining these big chunk plays going forward without the guys in their lineup like Raheem Mostert, Brandon Ayuk. We don't know what's happening. I mean, without these really star players who are known for able being able to get these big yards plays, I think it's going to be tough for them if they aren't able to sustain drives with the rushing attack. And you look at their running backs, I don't think it's going to get any better. Elijah Mitchell got banged up this week. Trey Sermon had the head injury. We don't know what's going on there. Mostert is now out for the rest of the season. I mean, at one point, Michael Hasty was out as well. The only guy last week during one point of the game who was uh, healthy was Trenton Cannon, who was like their special teams return guy. Um, I think it's going to be really concerning from going forward. I think they're really going to have to adapt if they want to make this offense work because going into the season, we thought the 49ers were going to be, you know, one of the top fantasy offenses with all the weapons yeah. they have. But now just because of injuries, I think it's going to be, it's going to be challenging and interesting to see what Shanahan does going forward. I hope that they can figure it out, but I am a little concerned and at least going into this next week, I don't think I'm going to start anyone outside of Debo Samuel in, in fantasy and George Kittle, if you have him in your league, just because you kind of have to at that point. But I would say all of the running backs, I would not start this week. I wouldn't start any other receivers until they show you they figured out what is going on. George Kittle was my second pick in my big league, and I'm still 2-0. So I'm actually very encouraged that just get him going. Let's go. I, I actually go two tight ends. I go Hawkinson and Kittle, and uh, so far Hawkinson's out playing Kittle, which is crazy. All right, let's go to the next team. Peace or panic? Your team, the Chicago Bears, and, and their offense, you know, uh, Montgomery a little bit of a down week. Uh, I thought Daryl Mooney played well. Um, so there's some excitement there. Cole Komet, not so much. Very quiet game last week, but a decent game in week one. Um, Allen Robinson probably not living up to, to where people drafted him. So we're still wondering, all right, when are they going to just finally give the green light to, to Justin Fields? Of course, the injury question with, with Dalton makes it interesting. So, uh, so peace or panic for you. I am at peace with uh, the Bears offense. It's maybe a little bit of fan bias, but I think there's just so much talent on that offense that they'll figure it out. I mean, the quarterback is the first couple of weeks with a new quarterback either way, if it's Andy Dalton yeah. or Justin Fields. I think they're still figuring it out. I think that it will be okay because this week they go against the Browns, which might be a tough game. 
But the week after that, they have the Lions, which I think will be sort of a get-right game for that offense. The Lions haven't been able to stop anyone. They've allowed 30 points in each game the last few weeks. I think by that time, they'll be able to figure it out. So I think you just ride it a little bit longer. Don't panic and, and trade Montgomery or trade Allen Robinson for someone else. They'll figure it out, and they'll get going. Yep, I'm at peace as well. I still like that that, that, that offense a lot, and, and I, I will like it better once Fields uh, takes over. The Pittsburgh Steelers, on the other hand, I am full-blown panic. It is absolute panic mode. Woo, woo, it's panic. Now, Harris played well, so I, I, that's encouraging. I think Harris owners should feel a little bit better because they're going to have to run the ball even more. But with Big Ben banged up, I mean, he's, he's clearly not playing well. The offensive line is very concerning. And now he actually has a you know a legit injury on the injury report. We have three talented, you know, unbelievable receiving core. Uh, and Deontay Johnson got a little banged up. I guess he's going to be okay. But I mean, I own Johnson. I'm high on Claypool, and but I am I'm very concerned. This does not look good because you know you you look down the roster and you go, all right, what are they going to put in uh, Haskins? I, I they should have gotten. I mean, I like the the potential or, or, you know, let's keep him as a third quarterback, but he's their backup quarterback, right? Am I forgetting somebody? He's their guy. So they have nowhere else to turn and Haskins isn't ready. He looked okay in preseason. He's not ready to come in and get this offense going the way that you had hoped with, with all these weapons. Yeah, I would agree with that. I'm completely panicked about the Steelers because, I mean, if we looked last year, they were unable to run the ball at all. And Najee Harris comes in and he had a decent game. But I think what people are forgetting is that a good running back doesn't necessarily fix a bad O-line. And I think that's why Najee Harris has struggled a little bit so far getting into the season is this Steelers O-line is bad. It is really bad. And when you have an immobile, injury-prone at this point quarterback like Big Ben, it's going to be tough for the offense to go out there and execute when you do not have time in the pocket and the run game isn't able to get going as you wish because there's just not enough blocking up front. So that is one reason why I'm really panicking about the Steelers' hopes for this season, fantasy-wise. Yeah, so Harris had five receptions last week for with five targets. So, so that's the encouraging part of it, uh, and he got into the end zone. Um, but yeah, I guess running the ball, 3.8. Per carry, so so that that is that is concerning. I think you can still see the talent there. So it's not a full. I'm not panicking on on Harris, other than he just got drafted too early. Like that's the bummer for for fantasy owners. You you just yet you took that risk and it's it's going to be concerning. And I compare him to Clyde Edwards Hilaire, who I think both of us we were at peace with him last week. I think he's leaning toward panic. <laughs> he's, oh yeah, I'm I'm definitely panicking with him oh this week. God. I would I would not be surprised if you see oh. within the next two to three weeks him just completely get worked out of the offense and then try to bring someone else in. I don't know if that will happen, but it's just it looks rough for him at this point trying to earn the trust back of that team and that coaching staff after the first couple weeks. Yeah, and I don't know. This might be a little bit of a dart throw, Jarek McKinnon. Because a few years ago, he showed great promise. And he's been injured and has bounced around a little bit. I don't know. Maybe, maybe in that offense, if, if they turn to him and give him a shot, he'd be probably the one guy I would take a flyer on in, in, you know, if I was going to go with another running back there. But, um, but we'll have to see. I, I, I wasn't intended, uh, I wasn't planning on talking about the Chiefs today. But uh, 
for the most part, we got peace about the Chiefs, and, and of course, Kelsey is the, the old reliable. But the running game situation there, definitely, definitely some concern. Um, real quickly, I, I'm panicking in regards to the Dolphins. Uh, that that running back committee is just not getting going, and no one's emerged, and I'm not sure that anybody will. It, it's very concerning. Uh, still at peace with the Chargers. Eckler bounced back nicely, which I counted on and, and hoped for, and, and he's he's going to continue to have a big year. Um, you know, Herbert, uh, defenses are catching on to him a little bit. He's not lighting it up. Um, but I think by the end of the season, midway through the season, like give him a few more weeks. I think working through, you know, every, every young quarterback goes through this. You have some off games. How do you respond? Um, but I, I'm still at peace with Herbert. This, the talent's there. The belief in him is there. Uh, from the coaching staff and all that, you know they, they've built this team around him uh, and feel good about it. But but Eckler's the guy you want. Eckler Eckler's going to carry that team uh, for sure. All right, let's uh, let's do a quick uh, one hit wonder of the week. This is always fun. Um, so how about Andy Janovich? One hit wonder, the running back in Cleveland. How about this? Zero yards rushing, two attempts, but he scored a touchdown. He vultured. A touchdown from Chubb and Kareem Hunt. So both of those, you know, if you're an owner of either of those guys, you're you're just uh, frustrated by Andy Janovich. And and so here you go, Harrison. Here's my my one hit wonder song of the week. The lion sleeps tonight. Do you know that song? In the jungle, yeah. mighty jungle. Oh yeah. So uh, weem away. I've been singing that for uh, for Maddie every once in a while. I sang it a few days ago. But that's a one-hit wonder. The tokens, whoever that is, that's from nineteen like sixty-one. That 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 song came out. So that's a that's a good good one-hit wonder that uh, that carries on all these years later. Andy Janovich, one-hit wonder. He's out. Sorry, uh, he's done. Done after that. So nice nice little touchdown for the year. All right, who's your your one-hit wonder? My one-hit wonder is wide receiver for the Seahawks, Freddie Swain. Now, he didn't have a single catch week one, and then week two came out of nowhere and, and caught a touchdown, had over 20 points for PPR fantasy. I don't think this is going to continue, though. I think this is unfortunately a one-week wonder for him. And my song, One Week Wonder, I don't know. You may be too old to remember this. I don't know. But um, call me. I'd be too old to remember. I don't know. It may, it may have just, I don't know. It may have been more like my middle school days, but Call Me Maybe by Carly Rae Jepsen. I don't know if anyone yes. here knows that song. Of course. The, no, I'm like in. The, yeah. Man, I love that song. That was like the number one song for the whole year. You had like the Harvard baseball team, like doing this like famous dance to it during like a rain delay or something. You have, you know, everyone loved that song. And then I haven't, I have no idea what she's doing now. I have never oh. heard from Carly Rae Jepsen again after that. But that is my one-hit wonder of the week. That is a great one-hit wonder. And if I'm not mistaken, I actually said that song last year when I did this segment. So you weren't on the show. So you don't you weren't a part of this at that point. Uh, but that is that's one of the best one-hit wonders. I think it holds up. I've got a wedding this weekend. I don't know if they're playing music because it's an early uh wedding, but that's a good wedding song, too. That you know, it, it gets everybody gets everybody excited. So all right, I like it. Freddie Swain, eh, not so much. Can we please get the ball to DK Metcalf? Come on, Russell Wilson. What are we doing? I have AJ Brown and DK Metcalf in our fantasy football fellowship league. I, I went and got both those guys in the auction league, and they have not gotten to the level that I anticipated. And so I'm counting on those guys. So Freddie Swain, 
move out of the way. All right, let's do a couple real quick uh, invest or pass on the waiver wire. So is it is it worth going after this guy on the waiver wire or eh, we'll pass on him? Um, I think we're both in on Rondell Moore. We know that. How about Cordero Patterson? Here's a guy that I, I think I've already like passed on. I think going into the, the, the week two, I was like, eh, the converted wide receiver. He wears number 84. It just looks goofy. It's Atlanta. I'm out. But I, I must say that I'm, I'm at least considering. Um, but I'm passing. I'm out. I'm out on Cordell. Cordero. Cordell. Cordero. Cordero Patterson, um, I don't even know his name anymore. But you know, this these types of players to me, like he's been in the league a long time and he's shown glimpses, but the, the consistency isn't there. I just I just don't don't buy that it's going to be a regular thing, even though he had, he had a nice game against Tampa Bay. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, I think if this week you're in desperate need of a flex play, I think he could go out and provide that for you, get you some points in your flex. But like I said, I was out on Mike Davis going into this season. I think Cordell Patterson just reaffirms that belief, but I wouldn't then go and invest in him thinking he's going to be the true number one there and be a star fantasy player. He may have some nice few weeks, and if you really need someone, go get him. But yeah, personally, I would pass on Cordell Patterson. So if Derek Carr happens to be available, I'm sure a lot of people got him last week after a solid week one. Uh, he's definitely worth picking up, and I'm going to target him if I if I can. Um, I, like, I'm not bought in. I talked about it on the show yesterday on Unpacking It that the Raiders are this unbelievable team, even though they're 2-0. and um, But I do buy into Derek Carr being the focal point of that offense, and they're going to throw the ball. They, they don't have a great rushing attack, especially with Jacobs banged up. He's questionable. We'll see if he comes back, and they need him. Because here's another thing that I was all over. Kenyon Drake is not the answer at running back. Can we please stop with the you know Arizona, now in Las Vegas? All right, let's move on from that. Um, so Derek Carr is your guy. If these, if these receivers start catching the ball and actually get open and get down the field, rugs, Carr can get you the ball. Edwards, he'll get you the ball. Renfro, just throw it in the vicinity. He'll find it. He's, he'll jump in the air and dive for it, and he's reliable. And, of course, Waller. So um, I would say invest in Carr. And then I would also... We saw the scare with um, running back uh, Cooks uh, with, with Minnesota, um, Dalvin Cook. and Dalvin Cook, sorry, my, my mind went blank for a second. So Dalvin Cook in, in Minnesota, he got a little banged up. Go get Alexander Madison. If he's floating around on that waiver wire, please pick him up. He should be a handcuff for most team, you know, most Cook owners. Um, but, but he's, I think, worth, worth investing in. Uh, so I would go try to find him. So anybody else that, that you're investing or, or passing on uh, this week? So one guy who I would invest in right now, we saw the injury to Andy Dalton. I would invest in Justin Fields. Now, I'm not saying that you should start him this week against the Browns. <laughs> but again, like I mentioned before, they play the Lions in week four. I think if he is still the starter by week four, you know, if he comes in and has a decent game, that would be a game where he might be able to really break out if they choose to play him there. Uh, so I would have him on your bench. And if he doesn't end up starting, you can cut him. It doesn't matter. But just for that potential breakout. And then 
if you're in need of a defense, I would go out and get the Las Vegas defense if they play Miami this week. I mean, Miami's been terrible offensively so far, like we mentioned before. Tua might not even play now, and the Raiders have been pretty good. They shut down the Steelers this week. I believe in the Raiders as a team. They've played really well. And then another defense I would go get is the Cardinals defense. You know, it's, it's so easily we can just forget how good they were week one against the Titans because Kirk Cousins kind of lit them up last game. But... This is still a pretty good defense, and Jacksonville, who they're going against in week three, is one of the worst teams by far in the NFL. They are terrible. You know, everyone loves Trevor Lawrence, so people are kind of ignoring, like, how bad he's been. But Trevor Lawrence has been really bad as a quarterback. The Jaguars have more turnovers than they do touchdowns on offense right now. So give me whatever defense is playing against that. I will bet that they'll put up solid fantasy points for you if you're in a league with defenses and you need one. Yep, if if you're playing whoever Houston, the Jets, the Jaguars, I mean those are the teams you want to go go get those defenses. And so Panthers this week against Houston, uh Tyrod Taylor's out. So uh looks like uh the the rookie, David Mills is his name. Um, Mills Mills out of Stanford. Yeah. I'm not a big Davis Mills believer though. David. I think the Panthers will uh have have a pretty big week defensively. It should light him up. Uh, there was I remember reading a little bit going into the draft that there was some underrated thought on uh, maybe he could be okay uh, coming out of Stanford. But. Yeah, he was a guy who you looked at like um, kind of similar to like the Colts where they have Jacob Eason, like, oh, big arm. And like, if he can sit behind Carson Wentz and Phillip Rivers, he's a fine backup, maybe develop, but he should not be starting as a rookie this early in the season. And that's kind of scary for, for him, uh, in my opinion. So I would go get the Panthers as well if someone hasn't already picked them up in your league. Yes, I uh, thankfully have them in two leagues. So so feeling good about that. Um, so actually, so you also want Tennessee Titans defense uh playing against the Colts if Eason starts that could be ugly that could be ugly another piece or panic Jonathan Taylor I invested heavily on Jonathan Taylor off to a slow start a little, little bit concerning yeah. yeah I think it's been concerning just because the touchdowns and the offense hasn't been there in general he's still gotten the work in like for a running back he's been a solid running back but fantasy wise not what you want to see no. especially with how early People uh, people took them in their drafts. Yeah, first-round pick for sure. Well, enjoy the, the games this weekend. The Panthers get it going on Thursday. Should be another fun weekend, and we will be back next Tuesday to record the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast. Thanks so much for listening today. Great job out of Harrison. Uh, remember the topic today, don't panic in fantasy or in life. So we can trust the Lord with all our heart and lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways, acknowledge him and he will make our paths straight. So let's cling to that. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a fantasy owner and sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sin. He was resurrected and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well. And I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a great rest of your day, and we will talk to you next time right here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. 